0: The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Byer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my new friend, Joanna, and I cannot say your last name, Button shown Button Shone. Button Shone. So close. Yes. So Joanna and I have connected through a mutual friend, and I feel like I've already just known her forever, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about her So she's a wife a mother, a leadership development trainer, and a ministry leader. She teaches Bible study fellowship and is a graduate of hardcore leadership. And she is really passionate about training women to be leaders in life and in business. So a woman after my own heart. So welcome, Joanna. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here too. So the story that I'm just so excited to share today is... Uh, you started out some of your faith journey in the New Age practice, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved and what that looked like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Perfect. <laughs> a long story. Um, <laughs> I actually grew up in the church, grew up with a very strong faith in the Lord, yeah. um, led home Bible studies in college, did the mission trips. Like I was on fire for Jesus Yeah. until I was about, Mm. Well, our oldest daughter was born when I was 23. And, um, you know, I, I I'm always careful about how I tell this part of the story because I never would want her to feel like she had any part in my of bad course, decisions. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, through no control of her own had had some neurodevelopmental delays when she was little, and she couldn't handle being in a church nursery, the stimulus Mm, and the noise was too much for her little system. Right? Yeah. So we didn't go to church for a long time. And then our second daughter was born two years later in 2002. Yeah. um, And it, we had just gotten into this pattern of just not going. And sure. we thought, you know, we should really try again. So we did yeah. some church shopping. We spent about six months looking for a new church home, couldn't find a place that, you know, we agreed on and that our daughter was comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And so we we got really frustrated with the process. Anybody who's shopped for a new church, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, Got really frustrated with the process, kind of threw up our hands and said, all right, we're just going to take a break and we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Well, you know, I gave up <laughs> sugar a few years ago and at first it was really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but after a while I didn't really miss it anymore and yeah. the same thing happened with church. Sure. you after like, getting a while, filled up. You just Right. You know. I I didn't miss it. I was happy to stay home in my pajamas and not try to get everybody ready. You know, it just was easier not to go. Sure. And I have a dear friend who lived next door and our kids were all a year apart. And she offered to take the kids to church with them. And I was like, fantastic. Cause I wanted my kids to go to church. I wanted sure, them to know yeah. Jesus. You know, we did little devotionals at home, but they didn't get like the church experience. Right. So when they were a little bit older, she started taking them with her. And I was like, great. I can kick back with my coffee and just like watch a TV preach or something. It'll be fine. it yeah. My husband worked weekends, so he wasn't home anyway. Um. And that's how it all began. And... So I really just got complacent in my faith. Sure. So I like to warn people about the complacency and the danger of it and the danger of just getting real comfortable and not being in fellowship with a body yeah. of believers and
0: not and not investing in your relationship with the Lord. It sounds right. like, right, right. Like I went years and
1: didn't even think about praying unless I needed something because sure. I, I wasn't being fed by the word. I wasn't digesting yeah. it for myself. I just kind of took a whole a step back from not just church, but from God. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable. I know what I believe. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm fine. Like I've got fire insurance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so a couple of years went by and I was just kind of in this holding pattern. And then I started watching a very popular daytime talk show. Um, And she started having guests on her show, like Rhonda Byrne with The Secret,
0: Mm. Eckhart
1: Tolle, a new earth, um, Gary Zukov, um, all these people who use the name of God. Yeah. The host herself always claims to be a Christian,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I didn't have a framework. I had never been taught that you can create a God of your own image. Yeah. Like you, just because you use the name of God, doesn't mean it's a biblical view of God that you have. Right. And I just, that never occurred to me. Nobody, I'd never heard about that before. And I didn't have the wisdom or the discernment.
0: Yeah. Would you agree that a lot of times too, like so many churches have put the Holy Spirit on the bench, right? So if people have like innate spiritual gifts, like the church isn't teaching them how to use them. So they're turning to other practices Mm. to learn how to use them because they know that they're real. They can feel that they're real. Yes right? Would you agree that that's how a lot of people end up there? Okay, go on with your story.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, And so, you know, there,
1: there was this kind of stirring in me, and they, they, the the really insidious thing about the teachings I was listening to was they were talking about expanding our view of God, Mm. and not putting God in a church box. Well, of course, I know that God is more than we could ever teach in church right yeah he's he's infinite right so i kind of i i bought into this idea that by following these practices and by listening to these teachings that i was going to have an expanded view of god yeah and actually grow closer to him when all it was doing is actually drawing me away from him
0: yeah and opening doors to the opening enemy. doors to all kinds of things yeah
1: um and so i but i i went in i i liked it i used to say i fell for it mm. i didn't fall for anything i consciously chose to fall to walk into sure. these teachings
0: yeah
1: um and then even even when i kind of got down the rabbit hole a bit and i started hearing them say things that didn't jive with scripture that i knew weren't true like there is no hell there's no such thing as demons you know, yeah, things that I knew that I knew that I knew were not true, right?
0: That are very clearly in the Bible.
1: Well, yeah, and and I had personal experience, you know, um, yeah, that that's another that's maybe a story for another day. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe that's the second um, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, like, I, I knew that those things were real, right? Um, but because I liked the way I felt doing these things and it was mm-hmm. quote unquote working for me. I didn't want to let go of it just because some of it didn't like, I wanted to cherry pick, well, this is working for me and right. I don't have to believe all of it. Yeah. I can, just, I can
0: relate like, to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of things were you practicing at that time? Um,
1: well, I, the, the very first thing I dove into was law of attraction.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. Attra-
1: yeah. And the reason I opened
0: that, that door. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of believers do.
0: And especially
1: yeah. because so many people who teach law of attraction say, oh, well, it's in the Bible. You know, the scripture says, um, you know, declare a thing as though it weren't, you know, yeah. declare a thing that isn't as though it were. That's yeah. in Job, right? Yep. Um, Isaiah says a similar thing. Not yes, it shall be Bible. opened
0: unto you. Yeah. Seek right. and you shall find. Yep. Right. What the
1: missing key is, law of attraction teaches you that well, I'll, I'll speak first person. It taught yeah. me yeah. that I was in control of my destiny. Mm, Everything yeah. that comes into my experience is a result of my actions, my thoughts, my feelings. Yeah. If I'm not vibrating on a high enough frequency to attract those you know, the things that I want to attract, then that's my fault. If I'm vibrating at a low frequency, I'm going to attract yeah. negative things. It all came down to me. Yeah, And what happens is it takes God off the throne. It takes Mm -hmm. sovereign God who was in control of all things off the throne and says, no, I'm in charge of my own life. I decide what happens here. Right. And I can create my own reality. And there's a sense of control and power in that, which is really addicting.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is really
1: attractive because, you know, maybe things aren't going so great and, you know, Like we were, we were young, we had young kids, money was always tight. And I thought, Ooh, well, if I can go out and like magically attract money, why wouldn't I do that? You know?
0: Yeah. And And there's a a difference between two like affirmations and declarations. I just want to like, I know that a lot of times in law of attraction, people use affirmations. So, you know, calling whatever you want into existence, Mm -hmm. but declarations seem like they're the same thing but declarations are biblically based and they Absolutely. are declaring the promises of God over your life versus just declaring whatever we want or whatever we want to manifest. Absolutely. So I think that point is so important to me. Yes. Okay, yes. continue you. with your story. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I'm glad you brought that out because that's that's something that's really on my heart for people to understand. I'm actually writing, I'm in the process of writing a book about my testimony and really, really comparing, okay, well, this is the world's, you know, this is how they teach law of attraction and the principles and how it's twisted. And this is how you can do it biblically with declarations using God's word, understanding that we're not, creating anything we are caught if we are believers in jesus christ we are seated in heavenly places yes. we have access to all of our inheritance in, yes. in the spiritual and there are ways that we can partner with god through his word to bring those things from the spiritual into the physical right to
0: open the heaven well with yes.
1: him on the throne and yes. understanding that this is not my doing
0: yes this right is so it's good. my rightful yeah. inheritance
1: as a believer in yes. jesus christ Yes, and so
0: pity so right now. You're just speaking truth. I love it. <laughs> right, and
1: so anywho, yeah. So I was deep into that. Um, that's where it
0: started. And right, and it's I so. It. I'm so sorry. I just need to. No. Bring up, like it's so easy for the enemy to to pervert this because yes, like declarations are biblical and affirmations are not. And if you understand why yes. they're not over here, like all you're doing is just inviting in like the enemy to have more control of your life, right? Because right. in everything we're doing, we're partnering with God or we're partnering with the enemy. So if it's not godly, it's ungodly. So, Absolutely. okay, continue. Absolutely.
1: Well, and then I got into crystals. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I really, I dabbled in that too. I don't even remember where that came in. Like I couldn't tell you who taught right. me. Yeah, like It's so it just... rampant in all that, you know, yep. so abstraction started... stuff. Yeah. So I went and I found a local shop that sold crystals and tarot cards and all the things. And I knew not to, I knew to stay away from tarot.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but the crystals, I thought, oh, well, God made crystals. I and they are I- in the Bible. They, they do yeah. mention them more than once in the Bible, but... Mm-hmm. Not as like healing
1: or yes. Right. And so, well, if you carry this one in your pocket, this will happen. And if you carry that one in your pocket, you'll have this power. And like, I truly believe that if I carried, I had these little like leather sacks with different kinds of crystals and the uh-huh. onyx and, you know, all the different things. And I would carry it around with me everywhere I went thinking that it was imbuing something supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Um, which maybe it was,
0: but not the kind of supernatural I wanted. Right. 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 Um, and, and explain so, why that is for a second for anybody who's listening. That doesn't, that's not understanding. Like, why is that not an okay thing to do? Because again, we're taking God
1: off the throne. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. God created crystals. Yes. Natural elements have energy. They can be used you know, in different, look at all the ways that we use natural elements and draw energy from them. Right. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. not, that's not a lie. Yeah. But anytime that we think that we are going to by our own power. Yes. Be able to draw another kind of power or energy from a source. Right. And, and, and we don't bring God into the equation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're fooling ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because just like you said, we're either partnering with God or we're partnering with Satan. There's right. no in between. There's no middle ground. Yes. Yep. And so, you know, and 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 as a believer, I don't need crystals. If I need healing, I can go directly to the throne room of God. That's right. And ask for it. Yes. Yep. I don't need to carry things in my pockets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or put them in your bra. Or put them right. in. Your bag, <laughs> I don't or- know if I ever did that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just remember being told that like, oh, just to feel peace, carry this in your bra or carry it in your pocket. And and I did. I I bought into it for a little while because, you know, I had a trusted friend that I believed that that knew more than me. Yeah. And, And yeah, I'm so glad that I'm not participating in that anymore. So what comes next? Crystals and then what?
1: Um... Really, for me, that it, that's about as far as it went. I didn't really get into any like super dark stuff. I knew because of some of the experiences I had had with the demonic, I knew to stay away from, you know, the tarot cards and some of the dark yeah. Ouija boards and yeah. all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about any energy work or Reiki or any of those things?
1: You know, I, I thank the Lord. He didn't let me go that far.
0: Yeah, that's good. He
1: didn't let me go. That- so when I tell people my story, I like to say, okay, we know that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are sealed by the Holy spirit as belonging to him and right. nothing can sever that tie. Right. Right. So for me, I felt like, okay, well, when I put my faith in Jesus, when I was little, he put like a spiritual rope around my waist. And you know, those backpacks that kids wear when they're little, it's like <laughs> yeah. put yeah. your kid on a leash kind of yeah. a thing. That's it's kind that. of like that, like God put me on a leash, right? right. And because I have free will. He allowed me to choose. He allowed me to wander. He allowed me to walk into things that were places I had no business being. Yeah. But at some point he said, you know what? Enough is enough. And it's time you remember who you belong to. And he gave mm. that rope a yank. It wasn't like a gently pulling back in. It was a yank. And, <laughs> and we, we had, you know, a daddy daughter moment where yeah. you know, it was very loving. Um but I actually, um, to back up just a little bit, so my husband knew that I was kind of dabbling in, in this stuff, but he didn't realize how deep in I was. Mm-hmm. And by this time, we had our third son, our third child had been born. And um, one day, my husband had to take my car for some reason. And I used to um, subscribe to um, a teacher called Abraham Hicks.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Yep. familiar with Abraham Yep. Okay, she is a medium, which right off the bat I should have said right but I didn't. Yeah. Um and because so much the, the insidious part about all of this is that it works. It yes. works. Yeah. So we believe that we're controlling our own future. We mm-hmm. believe you know if I think about a front row parking spot, I can get one every time. Yeah. It works because that's how we buy into the lie and that's how Satan keeps us trapped in the lie because he gives right. us just enough To keep us hooked in, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So my husband borrowed my car. He pot. He thought, oh, I'm just going to see what she's listening to, and then when we go out for date night, we'll have something to talk about. Sure, sweet man, right? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) So he puts in the CD and starts listening to Abraham Hicks, and he's like, "What in the world? What are you doing?" You know. And I have the the most amazing husband in the world because he never has told me no. Yeah. He will always bring me, you know, present the facts and then step back and let me choose. And then sure. he supports my decision, which yeah. I so appreciate. Right. Um. So he brought me some truth and he said, you know, here, I. this is where it doesn't line up with scripture. They say there's no literal hell. Good Do for him. you understand, him. you know,
0: and. Yeah, good for him.
1: Yeah. And so out of respect for him, I didn't want to give it up. Even when he pointed it out, I I was hooked in enough that I didn't want to give it up. Yeah. And when he, I felt almost like he was trying to take it away from me, right? Because mm. that the enemy had enough of a grip that like, I don't believe that, that um, those who are saved in Jesus can be possessed demonically. Yeah. I do believe we can be influenced demonically. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was under enough influence that I didn't want to give it up. And when I felt like it, was felt being, good. Yeah, it felt yeah. good and when I felt mm-hmm. like it was being taken from me, I got really resentful and really angry and, but out of respect for my husband, I did, I went cold Turkey. I just stopped everything. So then I was in this weird place where I wasn't doing new age. I wasn't in the church. I just wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything. And I was feeling kind of lost and my sweet grandma, I don't know if you can see, but there's a little picture of us up there. Yeah, we can see it just a little bit. My sweet grandma, who was my best, best friend, she was in her last days. And my mom and I went to visit her for the last time. And she, even when she was basically unconscious, she would try to sing hymns under her breath. Mm. And so my mom and I sat at her bedside and sang hymns to her. And her eyes were closed and she was kind of singing along when she could. And I heard the Lord say to me, even though her eyes are closed, they're fixed on me. Hmm. Isn't that what you want? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yes. Okay. How do I get that? You know? Yeah. And that was the beginning of the turnaround. So my God really used my God really used my grandmother's passing as a sweet like Mm u-turn but i still didn't really do anything. like it started stirring in me that it was in the summer it was like in july um and then in september my husband was working nights i put all the kids to bed and i went and laid down in my bed like i always do and the lord's presence filled my room Mm. and i did He's you know,
0: like, I want you a, back. I
1: want it you was, back. I know. And it wasn't even a conscious thought, but it was just like in the Bible when God or an angel shows up and you just yeah. fall on your yeah. face. Like yeah. you there was no wax. even thinking about it. I just, just prostrate on the floor. I spent the whole night with my face in the carpet. There was zero condemnation in the encounter. Mm. It was just my father loving on me, restoring me, filling up all those empty places and me just pouring out and repenting. and he spoke some things over me that night and then the next two nights following as well i had these really beautiful conversations with holy spirit Mm -hmm. um where he told me what my gifts were he gave me a vision for the future um Mm -hmm. and that was like spiritual whiplash for my whole family. Yeah. I went into my bedroom, one woman, and I came out another. <laughs> and my whole family was like, what is
0: happening? <laughs> and you've had this massive transformation and they just were sleeping.
1: Right. And as, as on fire for God, as I was in my early years before all of this, yeah, this was like that 10X. Oh, you that's know?
0: beautiful. Yeah. Um,
1: so, and then, you know, my my oldest daughter, she'd get so frustrated with me because I would not stop talking about God. And her friend was over one day and they were making a snack in the kitchen and her friend asked me something about church and she said, oh, don't get her started. She's like, my mom could talk about a peanut butter sandwich and somehow make it about Jesus. <laughs> That's right, don't you forget it, right? Um, and so, yeah, so I had this big turn. And then there- a big part of my um, if you want to call it recovery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, you know, I almost had to 12 step my, myself out. I'm of sure you
0: did. Cause you had to like, just break off all those agreements like that break, you'd make
1: it all off. And, and you know what, all of that, at, a lot of that happened in, in that encounter with, with the Lord, he just totally mm. set me free. But what I carried was guilt about all the years I had wasted sure guilt over the years i could have been in fellowship with god and i wasn't i felt guilt because i had drawn my best friend into this nonsense with me and so i had to go to her and and ask her forgiveness
0: yeah um
1: and then speak truth to her because she's in a different faith she's of a different faith background than i am um you know so there was a process it wasn't like an yeah. immediate the, the fire was immediate like my passion for god was immediate but it took me a long time it took me a couple of years to really fully kind of recover from that and feel com- right. like feel like i was completely free right and so i you know started going to church dove into serving you know all couldn't get enough And my sweet friend who had been taking my kids to church with her all those years invited me to her Bible study. Mm -hmm. And I went and within six months, I was called into leadership and leading a group of ladies. And then the next year I was called to lead middle school kids through the book of revelation. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things God spoke to me in that encounter is he said, you are a teacher. You are an intercessor. Mm. And he gave me the gift of tongues. Mm. And I was like, if you had, you know, when you're little and people ask you what you want to be when you grow up, well, I had a lot of things I wanted to be. Teacher was absolutely on the do not want list. (laughs) I do not want a teacher or a nurse. Nope. Not happening. Not. Yeah. So when God said that, I was like, "Mm, you're funny. Okay. Well, you're God. So if you say it, then I guess it's true. Um, And I'll just, Study your word and be obedient. And whenever that door opens, I'll walk through it in faith.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so my after at the end of my third year in leadership in in ministry, um, I was called to be the teaching leader of this class, which means I'm the one teaching. Like at that time, it was almost 400 women,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the word of God every week, and training the leaders and. I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" God, don't you know?
0: <laughs> like, I think you that were there. Sounds, <laughs> like... I think that sounds less scary than the middle schoolers. I'll be honest, <laughs> but I love them. I love <laughs> them so much. I love that age. Um, but
1: he just really took me from this place of self sufficiency
0: mm-hmm. and
1: showed me, look, the only way you're ever going to have anything real and lasting is if I'm doing it for you and with you.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good.
1: Yeah. Just kind of catapulted me, you know, to places I never thought I'd be. And here
0: I am. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So let's just back up for a second. Cause I think, I think that the new age has been so good about infiltrating yes, Christianity, and even just the world in general. And I think there's a lot of people that have no idea that they're participating in things that are ungodly, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So my story is a little bit different, like where I knew Jesus when I was little, and then we didn't go to church, I didn't have a relationship at all growing up. And then I got saved when I was in my late 20s. But I had all these spiritual gifts and and my church wasn't talking about them. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I had them. And all these like meditation and law of attraction, and all these things are coming at me that I innately know have, I don't know that they're deceptive, but there's truth in them. Right. Right. And so I start participating. Just just enough. Just enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, name a couple of things that most people don't know are new age. Um, for anybody listening that's like, well, am I participating in anything unknowingly? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Well,
1: um, meditation.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, For sure. Because, and I, and I, and I know that people are like wanting to turn this off right now because I just said that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. Hear me
1: out. Please hear me yes. out. The Bible says meditate on the word day and night. It doesn't say meditate. It says meditate on my word. Right. Meditate on the truth of God. That is the only place in that, that's the only context you will find meditation in scripture. Right. And, is are meditating on God's goodness?
0: Yes. And when you go to a meditative state, you're accessing the spiritual realm.
1: Absolutely. And if yes, you're accessing, you're opening yourself up.
0: Yeah. So if you're accessing the spiritual realm without God, again, right. you're always partnering with God or you're partnering with the enemy. Right.
1: And meditation teaches us to do what empty our minds right? Well, I'm sorry, I have the mind of Christ, yes, if I empty my mind, then I'm not taking every thought captive to Christ, right. I am emptying, and I'm waiting for something from the spiritual realm to come in and give me inspiration or a, yep. a message or and and there's no safeguard there um. I just, it, to empty your mind and not keep Christ at the center is a very right. dangerous thing. So and dangerous. the enemy comes in as an angel of light, right? He's disguised yep. as an angel of light, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. So you're going to be taking in things that you think are good, but you right. don't know the source. Right. I would much rather sit and put on soaking worship music. Mm hmm and get quiet. There's nothing wrong with being quiet. God's word says, be still and know, like, we are to be quiet, but we're not quieting ourselves to empty our minds. We're quieting ourselves to hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. And if that is our intention and our heart posture is okay, Lord, I'm going to stop the chatter for a minute so that I can hear you clearly. That's a completely different thing than just, I'm just going to be empty and think, think nothing. And just see what happens.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good.
1: So, meditation for sure. Um, cards. Yeah. Cards. Um, yeah. There are There's all like kinds of cards
0: angel cards, tarot mm-hmm. cards. There's all kinds of them disguised now to look like they're of the Lord, but they're not. Right. We should never yep. be taking direction from cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was almost going to say yeah. angels, but then I'm, you know, like that's not always true. Like we shouldn't be totally communicating with angels in a meditative state, but you know, there was angels that appeared to people in the Bible, so right. Well, if, and there's, if one's there's... standing in front of me, I'm probably going to listen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. well, and yet. I've actually been exploring, learning more about the angelic just in recent months, yeah. um, because it's not something that's taught in church, and yet they have such a huge role right. in the spiritual realm, and you know, I, I believe that because we're seated in heavenly places, we have access to the spiritual realm. Yeah. And I know that based on my experience with the demonic, like I can see into the spiritual realm when God wants me to.
0: Mm-hmm. And if
1: I can see the, the negative side, then I should also be able to see the, the good side and see the right. angel. And mm-hmm. so I have asked for that, like, okay, yeah. if I'm at, I'm okay with this one because I know I have total authority over Satan and his minions. Like that's not even an issue. Right. But if I'm going to see them, then can I, can I please, can I, can I see the angels
0: too? I, like I ask for fair. that too. Yeah. I ask for it too. <laughs>
1: that fair. And like you said, there are, there are examples in scripture of people talking, conversing with angels and right. we're to welcome them. And yeah. that is not something that's taught. And so right. angels work on behalf of God. They are his messengers. Right. They do his work and his will on our behalf. Yeah. They minister to us but they don't have power to do anything that God has not assigned them to do.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's dangerous
1: to go to angels and ask them to do things. We need to ask Holy spirit, right. You know, Lord, you Lord, this is what I'm asking of you in, in prayer. And if you want to dispatch some angels on my behalf to make it happen. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. But you God are the source.
0: Right, yes, and that's I think that's such an important clarification because I know there's things out there like medical mediums and and all these things that say that an angel feeds them all their information and and it's so important to know the difference, yes, right. Like you communicate with God and he tells the angels what to do. We don't sit and have like an angel guide that drives our behaviors and our things right and, and there's a difference there, and that's right. why it's different. difference. So I just wanted to make that clarification, yeah.
1: Well, um, and you know something that I've been—I won't say I've been digging into it. I've been contemplating it lately, is because I keep—it's getting more and more prevalent—is the Reiki, the energy mm-hmm. work, chakras. Because yep. I hear yep. a lot of believers talking about chakras, yep. And I'm like, okay. So here, <laughs> God created our bodies. We are energetic beings. Yes. yes. Is it totally impossible to think that there are points in our body that hold more energy than others? Right. Oh, fine. It's been scientifically proven. Great. Mm-hmm. Who created science? God. Yep. However, am I going to let somebody move my energy and like, right. there's no biblical foundation for that. Right. Um, so no, I'm not, I'm not opposed to thinking that there could be energy points um, right. or things similar to what we call a chakra. Mm -hmm. but we don't have a biblical account of anything having to do with
0: that. We don't, so that's not something that I am willing to touch. Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. And I think there's, you know, I hear so many people, I have a lot of people in my life that are practicing this and um, you know, their argument is usually, well, like I'm just channeling God. And my argument is we can pray for anything. Why aren't we just doing that? Right. You know, there's right. tons of biblical documentation of healings that were happening during prayers, during worship, all of yes. those things. Yes. So we don't need all this other stuff. And no. to me, that just tells me, again, God or the enemy, right? Right.
1: right. And it's, it's one of those deceptions. Um, and I was talking with a friend a couple of years ago who her son was really struggling with some things. And God mm. gave me this phrase that has really stuck um operating under the influence of the lie Mm. and that is like encapsulates to me new age teaching right because we get drawn in with just a nugget of truth and it's enough that it makes it appealing or attractive right and then we find ourselves like surrounded and encapsulated in all this other stuff we never intended to meddle in
0: yes because he's the deceiver of lies right yes
1: it's it's a it's a web of lies from the father of lies yes and we don't even know how deep we're in most Mm. of the time until somebody lovingly points it out or
0: right um or you get convicted by the lord like i did yeah yeah Yeah. And when I was convicted, I didn't even realize how deep I was in um, because I didn't know what I was doing was not Mm -hmm. biblical. Right. Right. And so he just slowly revealed those layers to me. So I'm just going to, I have kind of a list here that I think is really good of of things that are considered spiritual practices, but are not biblical. So you can just comment on any of them. Sure. Um, Wicca, Ouija boards, Bloody Mary uh paganism Mm -hmm. charlie charlie i kind of have a vague recollection of that one from childhood yeah um reiki Mm -hmm. uh light as a feather you know remember that game from oh yeah Mm -mm. i i participated (laughs) that when i was a kid i wish i would have known better um chakras and channeling is on here uh reincarnation or previous life healing stuff uh body lifting or like table lifting all of that mediums and channelers, spells and curses, mm-hmm. uh, mental telepathy or hypnosis, Freemasonry. That one was a really big eye-opening one to me. I don't know if you've explored the history of Freemasonry yes. or not, but it's yes. terrifying the oaths that they take when when you're sworn in as a Freemason. Which, let's face it, a lot of our ancestors were. Yes, because it was such a big thing back then. But when you're sworn in as a Freemason you give the enemy access to your entire family line. And specifically like you, you agree to sacrifice the oldest male in your Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. So if you start digging into your family history, you can see a lot of times the first male is either uh, struggling with mental health issues, addiction issues, or they died at a young age or left their family at a young age. And like, you can see it just, for generations back until you learn how to break this stuff off. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. It's well, and
1: that's another one that is, that's really insidious because like they have homes for boys, like orphanages essentially. Mm-hmm. And they bring in these parentless boys yep. and raise them, which seems like a charitable thing to do. Right. But they're raising them in this environment of satanic worship and right.
0: All this stuff, yeah. When you get into like the higher levels of it, it is terrifying literally, you know, satanic I, worship. I had um an
1: experience recently with the elks, mm. very similar thing. Okay, um, tell so me about we this. Have, we have an elks temple, um, in the next city over, and they renovated it and turned it into a hotel and restaurant. And it was a big deal. They were ready because it's this beautiful historic building, sure. you know, <laughs> like the building is stunning. Yeah. And it was a big deal. And we thought, oh, well, that'd be kind of fun. Let's let's go have dinner. And this, you know, because it was, they talked about it for so long and it took several years to finish the project. And so we thought, yeah, let's go do that. So not knowing anything about the Elks history, I went in just totally
0: Naive, you could probably feel it going to
1: a cool place you know like there's a hidden yeah. bar like you have to follow the clues and go through a secret panel in the wall and find like the secret rooms and yeah I see fun.
0: why it'd be fun for sure yeah
1: right and they have multiple restaurants and all this stuff so we went and we walked in and, and it was fine for the first maybe 20 30 minutes and we had to wait like an hour for, to get a table in the
0: restaurant. Yeah. And
1: so we thought, well, we'll just, you know, walk around and just check. In. And I started feeling kind of uneasy, but I couldn't really put my finger on it.
0: And you I probably thought, oh, could maybe. feel it, huh?
1: Yeah. I, well, first, you know, I started justifying like, well, I haven't eaten my blood sugar is low, Maybe that, sure. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so we went around, we were just exploring and where they have these hotel rooms, it's actually like a giant room. And they have these like little, almost cottage things built inside and the room probably has 100 foot ceilings from okay. floor to ceiling. So we were on like the third floor looking down over the hotel rooms and I I was thinking, oh that's kind of fun. And then I got this overwhelming like like my whole body flushed hot and I was like that's weird.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I looked up at the ceiling and the ceiling is a giant pentagram. Mm. And I looked at my husband and I was like are you seeing what I'm seeing? Is that what I think? And what? And he's like, "Yeah, you don't know the history of the elves." I'm like, "No." So then I start really like my eyes are open, right? The scales yeah. are up, and I start looking around, and I start seeing all the, all the, um, horns everywhere, and goat heads, and mm. all these things that are like, and there are little pentagrams. Yeah, like, very, you know,
0: and I, very clearly, like ball worship items. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, these people are
1: sleeping under. A massive pentagram, like, well, right about that time we got buzzed to go to our table. So I was like, you know, kind of shook it off. Okay, whatever. Let's just eat and get out of here. Yeah. We walk into the restaurant and I pull over the menu and the photo, the picture of the elk on the menu, it was like, when I looked at that, it was like, I was looking Satan in the face. I can't describe it. It was, I got... Absolutely sick to my stomach, and I excuse myself and I went to the bathroom and I'm praying. You like I'm pleading the blood, like right, you know, yeah. Um, Splash water on my face, like okay. My husband really just wants to have dinner. I can do this. I have authority over Satan. You know, you have no hold on me. Whatever, like I've done demonic battle. It's fine, right? And I'm trying to convince myself this is fine. But I'm telling you, the level of just latent energy in that place, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, like, I physically couldn't handle it. And yeah, I went and sat back down at the table determined. And I just burst into tears. And my husband's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. I have to get out of here. I can't, I just can't. So I take, I take off for the front door and he's like, got to pay the, he'd, he had already ordered drinks. So he had to pay the bill and he comes out and I'm like, doubled over on the sidewalk. Yeah. Trying not to be physically sick. Mm. And he, he says, "Hey, you know, of course he was concerned about me, but he's right. like uh, once the moment had passed and it was uh, it was clear that I was okay, he goes, "You know, every person in that restaurant looked at me like I'd done something wrong cuz you ran out of there crying." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry babe, but <laughs> but just one of the things that God gave me in, in our encounter because of how I had gone in and out of new age yeah. was discernment, spiritual discernment yeah. mm-hmm. with a discernment of spirits. And so like, yeah, the minute I walked in the door, I started kind of feeling off, but I just yeah. didn't really like,
0: you didn't have your finger on it. Yeah. No,
1: but yeah, yeah by the time we got to dinner done, <laughs> like, yeah. just, yeah, nope, yep. nope, not doing this.
0: Yeah and especially if you if you've participated in new age mm-hmm. like it's almost like something in your spirit like knows immediately even if you can't put your finger on it uh-huh. um you can feel it um a couple one more story and then and then we can wrap this up cuz i know this is getting long but it's just so good and it's so important that a couple months ago um, some friends of mine we were all speaking at this women's event and we were driving back and we stopped for lunch and, you know, we'd been in the car and just chatting and chatting away. And then we got in and we sat down for lunch and it was like, all three of us were like, what is going on here? Mm. And we looked around and like every single person in that restaurant, including the workers just looked like they were just in a trance, like going through the motion and all three of us could feel it. And so we're like, okay, we're just going to you know release the, the Holy spirit in this place. And so we 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 did that, we ate our lunch, and then we drove out of the building. And then when we drove out of the building, there was like um like an occult occult symbol in this same building. So there was like an occult oh. practice that was part of this building. Oh and we were we because oh. we all had super high levels of discernment, like we could feel that the second that we walked in. So yes, it's such a real thing. It is, Um, and if you felt it before, like you can feel it again. If you've ever participated in any of it, like Mm -hmm. you can feel it. So it's just so important to just release the Holy Spirit into those situations, because it can come in and shift the atmosphere so easily. So
1: absolutely, and then I want to go back just for a second to you mentioned Wicca, yeah, and here again, just another example of how sneaky. Yes, Satan is because Wicca is all based on good things. It's yes. based on natural elements and goddesses mm-hmm. who, you know, are bringing love and light. It's a, it's a yeah, practice it's of witchcraft. spiritual light. It's, it's witchcraft, witchcraft. It's but it's absolutely like witchcraft. Good witchcraft, they think. Right, yeah. right. There is no good and bad in witchcraft.
0: No, there's it's not. It's
1: all, it's what you consider good in witchcraft is again, Satan disguised as an angel of light. Yes,
0: he it's did all fall our. He did fall out of heaven. He knows how to disguise himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> so, yeah, people who, who are dabbling in things that are not biblical, but are light and free and make you feel good. And yes. it's all good. Quote, unquote, yes. good. Yeah, good. Yes. Not good. And if you have any doubt, I just want to say if anybody is in something, even if it's something we haven't mentioned today or something we have mentioned today, but you don't see the you know, that it's a bad thing or negative thing, talk to somebody in your life who has more spiritual discernment, who's more spiritually mature than you. Or ask the Lord. (laughs) Right. Well, absolutely. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But some, you know, and sometimes we need, we need somebody that we trust spiritually Mm -hmm. to kind of reason through with us why this is not okay. Right. Um God can definitely give us that conviction and and reveal to us those things. Right. Um and sometimes just on a human level it's nice to hear the reasoning yes, um, and have somebody point out that. specifically in scripture. Right. So I want to just encourage people to find that person. If you don't know one, walk into any church in town and ask for the pastor.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good and then the last one, I mean, I have a whole nother list of them here, but the the last one I think that needs to be mentioned is yoga because yes. for years I would ask the Lord about yoga because I would hear these things even after I started like really walking with the Lord and growing in my spiritual gifts. And I didn't feel like I got an answer until recently, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he was convicting me to give up yoga. And yoga wasn't something I practiced a lot, but yoga does feel good, yes, right? And But I had people in my life that were more spiritually mature than me that, that had renounced yoga and given that up. So I was like, okay, Lord, like, if that's something that you want me to do, and he brought into my path, the fact that yoga is literally Hindu worship poses Mm -hmm. and you are worshiping another God, which we know that there's only one actual God. So you are worshiping a demon with a Hindu worship practice. And that is why yoga opens all kinds of doors for things. And I believe that was probably one of the first doors that was opened in my life because I thought it felt great. And I'm like, if I invite the Lord into it, then it's good. Yeah. But the root of it is still a demon worship practice. And that's why.
1: Well, and I was in yoga too. I didn't even think to mention that, but yeah, yeah, I was in yoga too during that time when I was dabbling in new age. And for me, I didn't go into it as a religious practice, like you said. Same, about yeah. My body, yeah. You know, I um, was nursing some injuries, and it really helped with my recovery. Same um, for me. It yep. was, it was, only a physical practice. Same, yeah. But you're absolutely right that they are. And I didn't know at the time that these were Hindu worship. I didn't know any of that Mm -hmm. until I came out of it. And then everybody was all up in arms about yoga. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And there's yoga faith, right? Christian women gathering in churches. Yeah.
0: Holy yoga, which I also do yoga to worship
1: music. And it's like,
0: (sighs) yeah. And, and I think it's just so important. Like you said to like, if you have somebody in your life, that's telling you not to do something, or you're feeling convicted, like take it to the Lord. Like it was years before the Lord, like told me that I was done with yoga and, and I was okay with just continuing to ask him. And I didn't feel like I really got an answer, but like, I wouldn't have understood earlier on in my journey, like what that meant. Right. And, and then I just chose to give it up. Like I love Pilates too. And that is just Mm -hmm. as powerful for that type of exercise to build the foundation and your core and all those benefits that yoga does offer, but in a a way that's not dishonoring to the Lord. So, yes.
1: Well, and and like you said, take it to the Lord, because Mm -hmm. these are, um, you know, something like yoga could be considered what Paul calls a disputable matter Yeah, in Romans, right? Like we all have our own convictions and we get to follow our own convictions and all we can do as believers is tell someone the truth as we see it, tell them, tell them the truth the way we see it according to God's word. And then they have the free will to, to choose that or yeah. not to choose so it. Good. So um, good. But the loving thing to do, if I have a really strong conviction about something that I feel is not biblical and someone else is doing it, I have a, a responsibility as a sister in Christ to go and point that out. Yeah. And say, look, this is, this is my, my belief based on this scripture verse. And mm-hmm. so would you just pray about that and encourage them to take it to the Lord? right? And then you yep. get to step back and say, okay, I have, I've given the warning. I've gone to them in love. The rest is between them and God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. I think that's just such a great note to wrap this up with. This has been such, and I, I feel like we need a part two. We'll have to come back (laughs) and talk about this some more because it's just been so good. So, where can anyone listening to this that has just wants to learn more, wants to find you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, uh, joybizleadership.com. And I am, um, I have a Facebook page too under Joy Joy Biz Leadership and Instagram. It's all under Joy Biz Leadership. the the Facebook page, I'm gonna be real honest, has not been updated recently. Uh, <laughs> that happens. Just, We're busy women. I've spending, <laughs> yeah, I've I've been spending more time on uh, face-to-face connections and um spending time with lovely women who love God and want to grow. My heart really is because I because of my experience in New Age, mm-hmm. I felt unqualified to lead or to teach, even though God had spoken that over me in my flesh, I felt totally unqualified. And I didn't understand why I was not disqualified until I really understood the grace of the Lord and and his mercy. And I know that there are women out there who are, for whatever reason, feeling unqualified. They have disqualified themselves Mm -hmm. from leadership, whether it's in their community or in their Places they don't so feel true. worthy of promotion, you know, whatever it is. And especially in the church, because we yes. have not done a good job in the church of talking about sin and repentance.
0: Right. Agreed.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And that there are not levels of sin, like sin is sin. It's all sin. Yeah. Just because you did something that by human standards, we consider worse than some, you know, something else. Right. God doesn't see it that way. So anyway, my heart is to really Show women that nothing disqualifies them from leadership in life or in business, and to work with them and coach them in leadership skills that are biblically based so that their identity is in Christ and they understand what their inheritance is in Him and feel empowered to embrace their God given leadership potential.
0: That is so good. Would you just pray us out and just release that over anyone that's listening today? Because that is just such an important message. And then, and then we'll wrap it up until we do part two, because yes, I think that okay. needs to happen. Yes. <laughs>
1: awesome. Oh, gracious Lord. We thank you for this time together to bring awareness to something that is so prevalent. Um, even in the church, God, we ask your protection over anyone listening. Um, and that you would just by the power of your Holy spirit, bring conviction to those places in our lives where we may have even inadvertently stepped into something that doesn't please you, something that doesn't bring you glory, something that is working to the detriment of our spiritual health. God, whether we are doing it knowingly or unknowingly, we ask you to highlight those things, convict us of them so that we can repent quickly and be freed from them. God, we break off the chains of new age teaching over everyone who's listening. Mm -hmm. We ask you to bind the enemy's attempts to fool people, to bring them in, to draw them into sin uh, through these different methods that we've talked about today. And God, we just release over those listening the power of your Holy Spirit. We release um, a spirit of wisdom. We release a spirit of empowerment. And I, God, I just want these women to really embrace who you created them to be, knowing that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives that's beyond anything they could ask or imagine, and that they would understand that through your grace, through Jesus Christ, they are more than qualified to do anything in their life they want to do, and that it is all possible through the power of your Holy Spirit. God, we ask that you would just bless this recording, that you would bless all who hear it, And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name because you alone are worthy.
0: Amen. 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 Thanks so much for being here, Joanna. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.